everybody welcome to another episode of live from the secret stash i am Hell one yeah. of three hosts christian cordez joined always by michael zapsic and to my right the lovely talented and she's back I say lovely julia zapsic hello everybody how about you talk into the microphone hello everybody there you go how not you to doing, tell you what to do how you doing jules we missed you i'm doing fine we i did. missed you guys too we had a lot of people in the comments where we were, where we're like where's jules where in the world where did Julia's she go absent. well guys she's back from finding excalibur she's back <laughs> from slaying dragons sometimes we have to do stuff yeah we do have so, to do yes. stuff now it's done. without me I didn't get to do stuff. Taking care of some things. You've got to take care of a lot of stuff. I hear you guys killed it, and I hear you had such a great time with U.S. Comics. Oh, we did. Yeah. That was I actually uh, was so able, much I was fun. actually able to tune in. To, I didn't tune into the U.S. Comics part because um, I had I had a, somewhere I had to be, but I did see you guys having a blast uh, um, U.S. Earlier. Comics was awesome. Yeah, I heard yeah. it was great. They are, they're amazing people. John and, and Charles, you guys, you rock it. Thank you for making us feel so welcome. And uh, for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to us live, um, it's up now. It's is it up, up now? Yeah. It is. Where Which, can they find it? Uh, where most podcasters stream, so it's out there. Spotify, yeah. SoundCloud. Go to U.S. Comics. U.S.Comics.com. Yeah. Uh, All right. I do have to mention, though, that the cover art for that episode is amazing. Yes. If you have, Ooh, if, have okay. you seen it? I have not seen it. I am going to. Okay. So, you guys are going to pull it up for me. Yeah. But I did see something that they sent afterwards. Apparently, there was a, there was a gauntlet was thrown down. There was a challenge issue. I don't think that it, I, I would hardly and call I th- me I telling think, Christian to do something. I think, challenge. I think Christian like stopped to get a glass of water yeah. and he missed it. You know, those guys he, like yeah, jumped. He had an opportunity like that. Like in an instant. Like I was excited to it do it. So, awesome. so we were, I know I, I mean, can, we can't show it. Can we? Because we get like, what we can do is Christian can put it up on his YouTube channel. Well, well let's, let me tell, let's okay, give yeah, some yeah. context. Yeah. Okay. Give so context. first off, go, go to Christian's YouTube channel. Well, thank We you. should go there anyway. Yeah. But, uh, Arcade so, productions. So this is what happened. We were in the middle of the episode. And one of the things that me and Mike have joked about in the past that we joked about on there was that nine to five by Dolly Parton, is an amazing, <laughs> amazing song for a fight scene. Oh yeah, we're looking at the cover art for the for the U.S. Comp. You, you wanna you wanna blow that up and just yeah. shove it. I'm gonna the, I'm actually the, gonna put it up okay. on there so that All everybody right. else. Yes, can Dolly see Parton's it. nine to five. Because we think it would make it amazing. The, are we gonna I'm sing not it singing it. That's no, extra. No singing. No. No. No singing. No. And strike down. We're done. Facebook took us down. Yes, Facebook probably did. <laughs> so, Facebook's like, that is so bad. We don't even need to take it. They're down. like, no one wants yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, folks, here's the the graphic art uh, that they drew. It's it's amazing. It's I've never wanted to be Kato more in my life, <laughs> and I requested this, but I didn't. I wasn't prepared. That that is that I've is. I've never that wanted to be awesome. the Green Hornet more in my life. Ming and I did for uh, our former. Uh, I sell podcast. comics. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, 
Are they gonna are they gonna take that down off of uh, Facebook now too? No, well, you know no, what? No, 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 you guys were the Green Hornet and Cato, yeah. and Alan Amato did that. Did that? He did work. that. Alan Amato. If you haven't seen any of his work, he's a photographer. He's fantastic. He's an amazing photographer. Yeah, he's so, done wow. some brilliant work. Well. I, I think that that inspired me to want to maybe one day remake the Green <laughs> Hornet intro with you, Mike. Oh, I'll, 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 Ooh, we'll, we'll find the awesome. Black Beauty around here somewhere, yeah. and I'll pull up in a big-ass Imperial, and we'll just go driving around Red Bank, <laughs> and you're just throwing comics at yeah. people. <laughs> when you think about it, if you ever watch the Green Hornet, they came up with the drone. Hmm. That thing that they launch. Oh, my God. It's a fucking drone. They've got the drone. That's getting right. So genius. They came up with the drone idea. And that's so, why the Black right. Beauty is one All of my right, favorite so, movie cars. So we're going back to context, right? Because so I'm, I'm a little yes. bit lost here. So, so, okay, so yeah. yeah, we were nine talking, to five. We were talking about how nine to five makes a great fight mm-hmm. song. And then during the show, someone, I forgot who brought it up, but it was, they were like, yo, someone should put that to a scene in John Wick. I think that was me. I think it was you. I and, I and, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go home. Even though I'm busy, I'm going to make the edit for it. Mm-hmm. Not 12 hours later, probably even less than that, Charles in the group chat that we have for the, the crossover just drops it into the Do you think he the jumped thing. into a portal, went back in time so he could get some extra time to make it? No, just no, to make he, you look bad. No, Christian, he, he does that on the toilet. You're like a sucker. Yeah, he, stuck no, in, he did you know, that in our time. No, like that's what he said. No, he he literally did, did it on the, on the toilet. Oh God! <laughs> so. And he All dropped right. it in there, and it's it's literally one of the best fight scenes in John Wick, set to nine to five. Oh my God, it's and, amazing! And it's amazing. We it's, can't show even like a little tiny no, bit can't. of it. We can't because Facebook sucks. You can go on YouTube to Christians. Can you though? Yes. So here's what we're gonna do after tonight's show. Probably around nine o'clock, I'll upload the videos to my YouTube channel. <laughs> or, or Charles might have it up there right now. <laughs> motherfucker. Charles, Charles, Charles is like, they're already up, motherfucker. Like, like, you. That's like, right. I just ate myself a box of X Lax. <laughs> Fuck off, Christian. So he dropped it while dropping it. Ah, oh, come on, Chris. Oh, yeah. He dropped. The number one video you know while dropping a number Charles, two. You upload it, goddamn it. You get the strikes on your YouTube channel. I, <laughs> fucking dickhead. But you know what? I st- I, I still want to do it. Love you guys. I, Charles, I think you're amazing. I'm, I think his, it's amazing his, too. I was it's just, like being pissed off, notwithstanding. It makes it even a, more amazing, actually. It's just better, like a little bit of a uh, little bit of sugar. What's even better is what? What's even better, Mike? The next day, he's like. You know what? I'm going to double down and give you a double fuck you, Christian, because he also put a fight scene uh, to uh, the Muppet Show. Theme. Oh, my God. Yes. yes, he did. And it was, was it, goddamn was awesome it, as well. Dun, 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 no, no. It was, dun, dun, it's time to face the music. Yeah, oh, it's time to okay. light the But lights. what's really weird is that it also worked. Oh yes, it like, did. Like, it, it, like perfectly i know to the point that now i'm a a new goal is to put that in something one day be like just some somehow the characters are putting on a musical playlist for their fight scene and the muppet show theme song comes out by accident oh i I love that that's awesome but yeah no charles kicked ass with those videos i was mad at the time because i was just like motherfucker, i can do it but (laughs) <laughs> but he He's killed it. Than you. He was faster yeah, than me in that busy. sense. You've been busy doing a lot of shit, yeah, guess Christian. What? I mean, well, we can't talk I, we about can't it, talk right? About it, it's embargoed for right now. Yeah, because that's what happens when you're while. big time, and you know you yeah. have to like wait and. I shit, will say, so. big time, and you folks. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
<laughs> Fuck yous. No, I know. no, Just no. trust me. He's, you know, he's, he's only got one stem on his glasses. It's all an affectation yeah. now. You know, <laughs> it was real a month ago. It's just, no, it's, no, just like, it's just part of his persona no, now. It's cultivated ago. persona. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, Chris McDonald was like, you, you, what did you do? You fixed them? I was like, yeah. It's like, take, no, that's your trademark, man. I'm like, no. Did we have to mention, I thought we were going to have one fucking episode where we didn't mention that. We already did at the top of the, oh my God, we at the top of the episode. We did? Because he made a comment. He made a really, he made a stupid one, but it's okay. All right. Well, I missed that one. All right. But yeah, no, I, uh. Actually, I had, I sent the video to, um, to Chris McDonald. Did you really? Yeah. I I had to show him. We're just going to say his name every 30 seconds throughout the whole episode. Well, he'll appear if we do it. Oh, that's right. We said it three times. Where the hell is he? Lame. All right. Um, can we say a congratulations to a very blessed couple that is like, Oh, because I think we're gonna go out because because oh, yeah. I know that my ADHD is like way off the charts, yeah. and if I don't get it out there, oh, it's, last it's week not we gonna were, happen. We were just so messed so up. can we just say congratulations, yeah, congratulations? And we are so fucking happy for wow. Jay Muse and Jordan Monsanto. Yeah, we're fucking happy, man. And, yeah, no, and they're the beautiful I mean, new baby. These are my affectations. Now they've got two. <laughs> now they've got two gorgeous kids. We yes. got Logan and Lucian. Right? Lucian, that's right. What Welcome Lucian. to the world, Lucian. Welcome, Lucian. Welcome to the world, little Welcome dude. Welcome to the world, Lucian little ones. Lee Muse. That's right. Your daddy and your mommy are making it uh, a much cooler, more interesting place for you your to grow up more in. mommy than your dad. <laughs> oh, well, I would give him 50-50, at least All publicly. Right. Come All on. Right. I yeah, mean, no, right, okay. yeah, right here. No. Okay. Well, his name is on, the, it should be Jay See now, see now I, t- I have Jordan to tell you something. Jay's the kind of personality that I seriously, like, like in the back of my head, like, we're, like, giving him some good-natured ribbing. I kind of, like, half of me expects him to come bust into the back door, be like, motherfuckers, and just start, like, beating the crap out of us. Because that's something <laughs> well, I would expect up, him to do. If, if he hits a woman, then... Uh, then he's in trouble. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> and we're on camera, so... He wouldn't got, hit me that uh, hard, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But no, no, smack. He's everywhere he'd all at once. Like, he'd probably beat the shit out of me and be like, you got to watch. You got to watch. <laughs> be like, hey, so Lucy, and this is how you do it, right? You exactly. Oh, that's I so do funny. have to say, though, yes. that name is badass. Oh, my Lucy, God. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's an amazing name. Yeah. It's so cool. It, it's, think- got, it's got comic book cred. Lucian was the. Um, uh, the. Um, librarian for uh, Morpheus. Oh fuck! You're right. Yeah. That's right. That's cool. That is cool. So that is badass. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. So congrats. And you know, Chris McDonald saying, "Hey, someone else had a baby. Yeah, you didn't have one. You, you had, didn't have one. Yeah, your daughter did, but you didn't have one, old man. <laughs> so, congrats, you know, Grandpa. Yes. Yeah. 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 Grandpa. Say Grandpa, his name like, again because it's been thirty that? seconds. Yeah. Engelbert Humperdinck. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. No, no. There, there you go, Jules. From now on, I will just refer to him as Engelbert Humperdinck. Okay. Okay. There you go. So you won't have to hear it. There you go. All right. There we go. That All right. Works. That works out for me. Very, very nice. Right, so no more Chris McDonald. Mm, no, no more. more Engelbert His Humperdinck. name is Engelbert Humperdinck. Right. Anyway. Okay. So how? We, so how are you guys doing? When did you come back? Like, uh, how long I you back? came back late, 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 late. Because of course, every time you fly now, it's just like one delay after another. Uh, last Thursday. That's so, Thursday. So you yeah. got to enjoy some time back here a little bit. Of course. What, how was your week, guys? Anything new going on in the store? Any this dope week? collections come in? Or? Oh, actually, yeah. A weird collection, but yeah, some guy came in with like a whole bunch of 
I have some like 1950s. Not some Playboy magazines again. No, 1950s <laughs> Mad magazines. Whoa. Yeah, uh, like 57, 58. So I'm like, and we never sell Mad magazines. I mean, I've tried. That's still so cool, but it it's not your cup of tea no. per, per se. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily not my cup of tea. I happen to love Mad Magazine like yeah. back in the day because that was the things that we take for granted now, the things that are like woke now. I'm woke, whatever the hell you want to call it. We called it something else back in the, the 80s. It was something else. It was, it was called but Mad Magazine. Else. But Mad Magazine was like they were always at like the forefront of satire. <laughs> so you're reading a book and they can like from 1973 and they casually drop the N word. You're like, what the fuck did I just read? Oh like God. they didn't age. Well, they did that a lot. Now, are they okay, still are you, around? Are you saying that the stuff we have has? No, no, I don't think that that does. I think it was like big back in the seventies, but I, there's probably inappropriate language all over. Those oh yeah. 50s. These, Oh my God! Yes, there. Yeah, it, well, it goes back. It goes back even further than that. Like without even just Mad Magazine, a lot of those books back in the day were just kind of loosey goosey with what they referred to. With well, certain actually, things. this oh, is like this is this is this is very yeah. This is this is very interesting, and it's kind of timely because I was reading recently that that uh, they hired a group of group of people to go and rewrite. Oh yeah, one of Raw Dolls. Oh, um, yeah, how books. Right. Up is that? And they basically like plucked out like certain problematic figures i guess he mentioned kipling okay so yard kipling in there and they they plucked kipling out and put someone else yes. that they felt was more appro socially appropriate in there and so the question is and i mean you know you could argue all day long about their about what choices they made i guess my you know the interesting thing to me is do we want a world where we literally go back and rewrite these books history? these books well, and history to well, I mean, you know, history, you know, if you take history in the strictest sense, I mean, all history is written by, you know, written from a particular point of view. And of course, you can argue. Yeah, you can argue about that. But I mean, if you sit down and write a book, I mean, think about it. Think about a Christian. You're a creator. Um, you know, you've you've created some things. I've created things. We've all, you know, think about, you know, do you want someone going back and taking a song that you wrote or a screenplay that you wrote? And 15 years from now deciding, I don't like his choice of this character's name or this situation or this part of the country or the world or that word, which is now changed and means something different. I'm going to rewrite what Christian wrote, nah. you know, and do it differently. I wouldn't I allow it. I only wouldn't allow it because then it keeps it, in a strange sense. It keeps the discussion going in my but head. You, you don't have. Well, I don't have a say in that. No, once you're gone from the equation. Well, that's a great point because people were arguing, saying that writers and creators are now going to have to stipulate in their states, yeah, you know, and, and, and any, yeah, yeah. any kind of agreements that they sign, you know, that's going to be part of the negotiation now. Like you're going to have to write in. It's like, listen, I'm writing this and, it, you know, it, it is going to, you know, and if I use if and and, you know, the in this title, it's going to be if and and the forever and it can never change, you know, and is that going to affect. But I guess I guess my I guess. My, you know, my question as I was sitting there pondering it is how useful is it to just write over things? Because don't we, I mean, isn't the whole point, for instance, why do we study the Holocaust, right? We study the Holocaust so we because yeah, we don't forget. fucking forget how awful humanity can be, right? And we, and we hopefully don't ever repeat that horror show again, right? So, but if we just write over it, like it never happened, 
you know, and, and sanitize it, you know, are we more likely to repeat it? I mean, I guess people that are sanitizing work now would argue that, well, if people grow up and they read the right version of things, then there won't ever be any strife or problems because everyone will be in agreement because, you know, but working off the same script. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it's a levels thing. If yeah? I'm being completely honest with you. All right. So this is kind of, it's going to be a long answer. So kind of bear with me. No, no, go ahead. So I think there's levels to it with what's going on with Roald Dahl. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely Roald Dahl with his books. I am not, I'm okay with like slight word changes that might make things make a little more sense to some kids now. But when you're, omitting whole sentences and rewriting like writing new ones and placing them in the book that i have a problem with i need uh context on that one like what do you mean so in for example the the lump the the oompa loompas they there was like some derogatory terms about like short people and i could understand like if you want to edit that i i sure but at the same time you got to realize this book was written when in the 19 19- 50s, 19, yeah, 1940s, yeah. 1950s, so 1960s. I think a lot of media would benefit from doing what Warner Brothers did with the Tom and Jerry cartoons and a few Looney Tunes cartoons, was that they just put a disclaimer at the front of the thing that was like, hey, listen, this was a product of the times. Mm-hmm. Just know that a lot of the stereotypes portrayed here are not accurate to this day. De- like, they're not accurate and they're not up to well, today's they were, standards. They were never accurate. They no, were, but I mean, like... You, people judge media differently. Per, mm. per, they perceive it now differently. And then you also have like this is this is kind of a weirder example. But I so, <laughs> no 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 it's no, not, no no no. I'm just reading. I mean I'm sorry. I'm I'm, no, I'm okay. like I said ADHD. I'm sort of I'm paying attention, but I'm also reading some of those actual changes. If you want me to read some of them later, but uh, but go ahead yeah, after, and finish. Yeah. After afterwards, no problem. Mm. So all right, perfect example. I was a big, and I still am to this day, I love Thomas the Tank Engine. I loved reading those books as a kid. And I learned later in life that one of the books was edited because the original characterization of somebody was uh, something happened to one of the characters where he got covered in coal dust. Mm -hmm. And someone said, well, at least the the writer had written in the book, they were as black as N-words. And that was a book I loved growing up, but I'd never seen that edition. They changed it before mm. I got around to it. When was that written? That was written in the early 40s. Wow. Okay. Mm. Thomas the Tank Engine's that old, huh? Yeah. Okay. So wow. those books got changed, but I think it's for the better because that was for a preschool audience. So I think you have to gauge with what you're doing with Roald Dahl's books. There's certain things where it's like, I think you have to leave in some things that like keep to that aesthetic no, and keep it leave, creepy. You have to leave all of it in because you're looking at it through and and yes Roald Dahl was not the best human being on the face no, of the planet no one's perfect however the the son of a bitch did more good than bad you know anything i mean matilda was you know it was it was a fucked up Jules, story. can you rattle off some of the changes yeah how about some of the changes in there that would be great <laughs> okay this is just this is some of the so in matilda Matilda took the knife she'd been eating with was entirely deleted. Okay, this is a this is a line. She went on olden day sailing ships with Joseph Conrad. She went to Africa with Ernest Hemingway and to India with Rudyard Kipling. Will be changed to she went to 19th century estates with Jane Austen. She went to Africa with Ernest Hemingway and California with John Steinbeck. 
what the fuck? And seriously, what, what okay. the hell's wrong with, uh, with um, Conrad? In, uh, Joseph, he, Joseph Conrad Charlie, vote. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, this is, Heart of this, Darkness. Is, this is from, you mean Prince Pondicherry, said Grandpa Joe, and he began chuckling with laughter. Completely dotty, said Grandpa George, but very rich, said Grandma Georgina, which changed to, you mean Prince Pondicherry, said Grandpa Joe, and he began chuckling with laughter. That's oh, unnecessary. Okay. And who cares? Fully grown I'm, women was changed to fully grown people. That is something interesting. Uh, several times as I've been reading through this list, they've taken out things like if it says went to the tool shed with his father, just went to the tool shed. They've taken out father, mother, women, men. They're taking out words that indicate like parental relationships and, and, and male female relationships, which I think is. Interesting. It's creepy as shit, you fucks. Um, the Opa Loopa yeah. bowed and smiled, showing beautiful white teeth. His skin was rosy white, his hair was golden brown, and the top of his head came just above the height of Mr. Wonka's knees. That was all deleted. Okay. I'm just not really sure. Yes, that's true. He is. He's um Uh-huh. The fantastic a- Mr. Fox. Uh Mike, what do we always say? Fuck the suits. Mm. Wow. And guess what? Fuck you, suits, because guess what? Attributions of numerous bullshit. actions and words were changed from he to she in uh, in Fantastic Mr. Fox. And by the way, Charlie's dad was uh, was Charlie's dad around in the I think he was in the book. In the books, yeah. Interesting. But in, in the movie he was gone. So as an author, if you yeah. as an author, if you, if you have if you've made a, a decision, just because maybe you're writing from your experience or you're trying to per, you're trying to give your readers a certain opportunity to look at something a certain way, you know, literally like, you know, any character that you create that might be, you know, might be a father or a son or a husband, (laughs) a male could be arbitrarily changed to a female character and vice versa or some other thing entirely, I suppose. I don't have a problem with that per se. Like just, Hey, they, they did it real well in Sandman. They swapped, I mean, it was a different character, kind of, but they gender swap uh, Constantine. But I'm not but okay. So, but now there's a difference between. I well, think, that's a rights issue more than anything else. Yeah, but it was still dope. And can oh, it, it was be great? And can it be different? I mean, if you were to write, I'm trying to think of like something. I don't know. Just, well, just if I were to write something. If you were to write something, right? And I come along and I'm like, oh, that's a really badass idea. But I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna write something like that, but I'm going to swap out you know, this personality for that personality, you know, this kind of a character for that kind of a character, see how it works. Like you're I not think writing my character. I think that's no. pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. But should I then go, should I do, should I do my own work and make those changes myself to give the reader something, uh, you know, the reader something different and interesting to look at, no, or should not. I go back and, and savage your work and completely change your work and erase your work? And rewrite it as my own because that's what they're basically doing. They're rewriting, right? And they're and they're they are yeah. And they're taking away from Roald Dahl. Yeah. They're they're saying, so "Wow, you're a scumbag. Yeah. You are a racist piece of shit." Because well, the Oompa Loompas are white. Um, what what is the proper term? Uh, little person is that that we're going with yeah. these days? It's just little person because I'm I am unfortunately woefully behind on the terminology because. A dwarf was 
acceptable when I was growing up. Yeah, and then even before that, it was the other word. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm not even going to say it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, there was another word. Yeah, the M word. Midget. Right. Updating is fine. Like Namor it's, being uh, yeah. my. Nothing changed about his personality, but his backstory was way more interesting. Does um yes, yes and no. I mean, I think that. That's not really that much of a change. Yeah. Was Namor ever explicitly written to be any particular, you know, any from any particular race? background or no. race? No. He's just some dude who They'll, came out of the water. So see, now we're entering now we're entering the Little the Mermaid Atlantis. remake territory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but see, but see that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I I think it's. I mean, I think it's great. So you remake the Little Mermaid, and you you know. Mm. You know, do whatever you want, and it's and it's it's like a retelling of a story. Yeah. And you may be like, I like that version better. That's awesome. But do you really want to delete entirely the original version, no, or do you want to I, give people something to compare it to and be like, okay, I read this version. Some of that stuff was fucked up. I like some of it. Like this is a new version. This is better because of this. Because that's true. Or you just want to tear down the old version entirely and scrap it and get rid of you it. You want to read that out for sure. Jules? You know? It's never practical to assert, to, uh, my apologies. It's never practical to assert current day moralities on past cultures. It's a dangerous wormhole. Of course it yeah. is. Yeah. It is yeah. true. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty simple. And, mm -hmm. you know, Roald Dahl, for those of you who don't know his pedigree, I mean, he was... He was a philanderer. He was actually um, friends with um, uh, James Bond guy, Ian. Um, oh, Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. He was dead. Yeah, they were both in. Um, he was also a spy. Ian Fleming was a spy and so was he. And, but he was not trusted by the government because he was a womanizer and he would seduce like German women. Really? But, yeah. He, he <laughs> seduced no German this. women. I want to see this fucking yeah, no. spy movie exactly. where it's, where it's but, Roald but, Dahl yeah, he, with his characters being spies for yeah, some reason. I, I think that's fucking yeah. cool. With, with the British teeth going oh. in there. Hello. hello. Personally, I mean, I mean, if you want my personal opinion, I think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the whole story is creepy as shit. Of course I, it I, is. I can't even, I can't read it. What? I can't watch it. It's so fucking like, creepy like, so, like, But the thing is, like, I don't. I mean, it, like for me personally, like how would it affect me personally if they just went and like took Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and just like dropped it in a time uh, a time hole and it never existed? Time hole. It wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> affect me anyway because I don't love Going it. In a time hole. You know, it, it creeps me out, and I'd be like, good, better off without it entirely. Like, well, wait, what do you mean by Go that exactly? Do you mean hole. just like making it like a timeless story? No, no, no. no. Like I, just mean, I just mean, I just, I just mean like, like if you could literally, like, you know how with gene splicing, you just cut that part of the gene out entirely, <laughs> and it disappears. No, you just want to like wanna, it never existed. You want to kill it like and it never bury existed. It in the shallow grave, exactly. Right. Just like it never existed. That's pretty much what she wants to do. But on the other hand, you know, there are a lot of people who, you know, Charlie the Chocolate Factory, the movie, the book meant a lot, Pull you know, dick weeds. What are you talking about? Ugh. Talk about morality. Wow. <sighs> God damn you, Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah, you're a you're Engelbert a Humperdinck. Yeah, yeah he says anyway, a little philanderings, you know, a little, never, yeah, heard, okay. never hurt nobody. Uh -huh. except for, you know, yeah, uh, sure it has. Except anyway. for billions of people, jackass. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, this, so, one, so anyway. this one's a bold claim. But what, it, well, this is it's actually a little true. H.P. Lovecraft may have been worse than any of the monsters he created, but his work is still amazing and inspired countless creators. That's true. He's he was a chunk of shit. I mean, <laughs> not a sack of shit, a chunk yeah. of no, shit. No, he was just a chunk yeah. of shit. Look at, look at <laughs> Hemingway. Hemingway was a drunken, 
whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, he was. He, was, he had some problems. I, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I, 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 you know, I, I don't have any answers. I'm not even sure. Like I said, it's so, so, it's such a new thing. I haven't really wrapped my mind around it. Like everything I is still have. kind of, but I will tell you this. When I was in college, I was taking a modern poetry class and I had a professor, this brand new professor for me. I hadn't taken his class before. And he walks in and he stands at the front of the class and he says, here's your syllabus. And he said, uh, you'll notice that on the syllabus, I list Ezra Pound with a bunch, with a bibliography of works that, you know, are recommended reading. Ezra Pound had an incredible impact on our understanding of poetry and literature. And I will not teach him because he was a vicious, hostile anti-Semite and advocated for the murder of Jews. And I am Jewish. And so while I acknowledge his impact on the discipline and in our collective understanding of, you know, poetry and the genre, um, I can't in good conscience um, be a party to um, participating in talking about him and promoting his work. And I remember just sitting there dumbfounded because I thought that was pretty much the most badass thing I'd ever heard from an academic. I mean, you know, being able to acknowledge that someone has an impact and that someone should be recognized for having an impact, but at the same time taking a personal stand and saying, you know, I'm not telling you what to I think don't morally or how to feel about this, but but so this is an important thing fan. to know. And, you know, and you're free to go and research it on your own and draw your own conclusions. But this is why I can't in good conscience do it. I just had a tremendous amount of respect for that. To me, that's I have a problem with that because what if a guy comes in, he's like, hi, I'm your history professor. And guess what? I'm teaching you 20th century um, world history. And while I acknowledge Adolf Hitler's existence and what he brought to mankind, which is death and destruction, I, can, I can't teach him because I just happen to be Jewish. That's, it smacks of the same kind of thing. You know, it's, you have to acknowledge that Hitler was a piece of shit. Ezra Pound, piece of shit. Hey, there are a lot of people who think that no, Tolkien. No, no, no. Well, no, no, he did. He, chunk of shit. He no, did, no, piece yeah, of but shit. He did he acknowledge, he, he did say that he was a virulent, I mean, I mean, and I suppose that there are people <clears throat> sitting, you know, in that classroom who, you know, were um, anti-Semitic. I suppose that they wouldn't have found that offensive or they wouldn't have found Ezra Pound offensive. I mean, most of us who were sitting but, there were very disturbed here that, you know, someone who was you know, literally like happily advocating for the slaughter of, you know, human beings on the basis of their, you know, background was uh, also, uh, you know, lionized for his, for his work. Um, I, I, you know, I just, I think that humanity is and human, the human condition is complicated and I don't know that erasing it or denying the complexity of human beings and human relationships and human history is a smart move. Um, no, absolutely I, I, not. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. I, I'm very ambivalent in that regard. And as far yeah. as, as far as Roald Dahl, most of his stuff, I mean, this is just, it's, it's cosmetic is what it is. It's not even changing the substance of what he wrote, but it's, how dare you? How dare you come in and fuck with my shit? But how and, dare and also, you? I know we've been making jokes about it, but it's also your, your editing a man who's deceased, mm -hmm. who can't vouch for himself. There right. is no estate. Mm -hmm. Like, 
There's, well, a, there's I mean, no one there's, who can defend You know what? Him. I mean, actually, I think there might be. There's probably an estate. Roald Dahl probably yeah. has an estate, although he probably they're probably does. Uh, because he was married to. And I'm going to give you some of his uh, his bona fides. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was ahead. married to uh, Patricia Neal, who um, she was an actress back in the, the 50s, 60s and 70s. Uh, I think she died like in the 80s, but she was a very accomplished actress. She um, she actually um, she actually won an Academy Award and she had a stroke. She had a stroke back in in the, the early to mid 60s and he was uh, he went up to the doctor and said, what can we do? How, how can I help her um, her recovery? You know, what, what's your protocol? He's like, oh, there's no protocol. He's like, well, we'll put her in an institution and, you know, she'll uh, rot she'll, there, she'll, rot yeah, there and she she'll, she'll die. And that's that's my prescription. And he's like, fuck, no. Every single bit of stroke recovery is because of Roald Dahl, because of a fucking children's um, literature writer. Because everything decided, we have, he decided to to, yeah. to persist. What he did yeah. was he he figured out he, he took it upon himself to learn an entirely new discipline, mm-hmm. and he came up with a shit ton of stuff for her to do to recover and recover. She did. See, I I, I you know so that makes her, up for her, any bullshit. Heard and understood. Well, okay, I'm going to put a pin in that. I, I don't know how I feel about well, that. But what I will say is this: I I don't know whether. I might say to somebody looking at curriculum, okay, uh, when, when, when my sons were both looking at going from middle school to high school, uh, Monmouth County in New Jersey has a bunch of charters, but well, they're kind of charter schools. Um, they're called magnet schools. And there's one for health sciences. There's one for communication. There's one for, um, you know, hard sciences. There's one for um, acting, like acting in, in the arts. And you have to apply to get into them and you have to, you know, you go around on your little tours and you see which one you like. So um, my one son was interested in this one school. We went to the school. It was supposed to be um, the greatest of the great, okay, of the schools in Monmouth County. And I stood there and listened to their their senior uh, literature uh, teacher talk about what she was going to be teaching or what was in the curriculum for these kids. And my thought was, Holy shit, you're still teaching the same group of 25, you know, people that have been taught for the last 25 to 30 years. I mean, it's all the same garbage and not for nothing. Some of that stuff is cool and interesting. And yes, I mean, there are elements of it that seep into our culture that are good to know and you can get, you know, it's referential and all that kind of bullshit. But I'm thinking, man, in the last 50 to 100 years, there have been so many impactful, brilliant writers, you know, of course, they're not white. And they're not men, most of them, you know, but, you know, why are we talking about any of them? It, it, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't, I wasn't sitting there thinking we should delete all the, you know, all the canon, but I'm a big fan of saying, why do we fucking have a canon in the first place? And it's not sacrosanct. There's no, like, there's no, Moses didn't bring it down on one of the tablets, right? Um, it's not written to the constitution. So what is stopping us from including uh, writers and thinkers from different backgrounds, um, different different perspectives. Now, you know, and that I would rather see us do more of that than just erasing 
the people that we that we feel like okay good for the time see i think at, there, the, i think that, at that point it's coming down to to teachers like i know that there are some books that are set in stone as the curriculum and stuff like that like i i will never forget reading flowers for aldenon that was mm. like one of like the go-to books that mm -hmm. i read when i was younger but then i i would hope that they would continue to teach that because that i think is an important book at least in my in my opinion mm -hmm. but that's just my opinion of course this should open up the gambit for other people and other inclusive and other inclusivity but that doesn't unfortunately it doesn't come down to the teacher the teacher can be like i suggest you look into this mm. but if it's not a part of the overall curriculum that maybe the school board wants to go for mm. there's not much that they can do because we're in an age now where you can get a teacher fired like that and, and that's so uh, unfortunate and who's still mostly on these i'll tell you an amazing trick kids if there's a book that is listed as banned in your in your local school library, go to a local library and go find it. <laughs> there you go. Or go on Amazon and, and give them a couple of bucks. Or come to Jan Silent Bob's Secret Stash and buy a comic book. Yeah, you can do that. There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Christian. To Kill um, a Mockingbird was a thought-provoking read. Yeah, just a lot of people also just chiming in with other books. Lord and the then, flies. Do you and remember, then Ashley you chiming in with to, uh, Lewis Carroll. Oh, yeah, Lewis Carroll, for sure. Did you read uh, Lord, Lord of the Flies when you were in school, Christian? Uh, no, I read Rumblefish. That was another big one for me, mm. if you recall that book. I remember that. I remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot. Did, did, did you boxer? read Lord of the Flies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I think that oh, yeah, was like yeah, I think that's an old person's that's, like that's you know, yeah, John yeah. just kind of shook me to my core there. Suits on the school board too. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's that's why all... fuck the suits is a general term, yeah. kids. It's not yeah. just for comic books. Yeah, and, seriously, I, that's what movies. I was going to say before you interrupted me. Sorry. Who the fuck is on Aren't those we all interrupting boards everybody of education? Else? It's mostly old white guys who have no. Mm. It, Are they? I mean, it's starting to get. I, better, I've never been to a board of education it's, meeting. It's mostly. I've heard they're horrible. Like Run as far as you can. Guys. I've heard you want to kill yourself. I actually, I actually had somebody who was quite, um, quite savvy. In, like po Hemingway. in politics, refuse. They were nominated for their local school school board and basically told, "Yeah, we'll definitely get you in." They refused, and, and their answer was, "It is such a cesspool of, you know, infighting and self serving, double dealing bullshit that even they could not tolerate school board politics." So, unfortunately. <laughs> fuck the suits is now available in all powerful positions worldwide <laughs> unfortunately it is it kind of oh, is man. it kind of is yeah, yeah i was a teacher for 30 years teachers have almost no input into district and statewide curriculum that's that sucks awful that yeah. that does suck then like then like you know what the heck then why i mean if then basically why aren't we just having robots up in front of these classrooms because teachers because then kids will never be taught like you can like yeah no, you can put a you can put a have you seen some of the test scores and like and like the fact that these kids are graduating recently. and having to go to remedial writing and math to get you know to like pass their first year of college they're not being taught much now yeah. unfortunately hit it up wow. yeah i've never met a superintendent that didn't want to that kick. i didn't want to kick. yeah and they're old white balls they're all all old white and had balls i'm telling you <laughs> makes me ashamed to be old white and have balls I can you prove balls. any of that <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> here 
right? Oh, you, good you lord! You left yourself wide open for that one, big dog. You left and yourself. Hold on. If you want so to see good. my balls, one, two, three, four, five. That's extra for the that OnlyFans. That's extra. Do yeah, we, have, do we have six. I do have six. We have six. What? It, why are you trying to like collapse the whole system? Because here? one gets a. Um, so I'll just cue the theme song, and then every every chance I get, I'll just change it to six. No, Up no, six. no, no, no. I'm one six. Uh, no one's gonna get like uh, an honorable mention. So actually, that because he good. had me read it, and I, I was you. not as enamored of it as he I, was. No, so I wasn't enamored. Was. I mean, I love the artwork, but you're right about the story. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is after that. Yeah, that this was. This is this is like lighthearted reading. Yeah, I'm like. Why, why apocalyptic even fucking bother? And post-apocalyptic <laughs> stories. Honestly, my though, top like, five. Where, where's you know? I just just like light them on fire and just be like, "Fuck you." Well, the, I listen. I know that that went well, like that was it, a so. deep dive a little bit, but like I think it's I think it is important to no, talk about. Like you, I, I really, love getting deep with you guys because it's true. And to be honest with you, that whole fucking roll Dell thing is it's a slap in everybody's face, and the people who are like, "Well, you know." I don't think I want my child to be, you know, fuck you. You don't care about your child. You care about your own sensibilities. And, you know, being a parent is actually facing up to those hard things that, yeah, with when your kids come to you and say, dad, why am I getting bullied in school? And you got to talk to them about it. Well, you know, dad, it, it's not. You know what? You say something that is very true. And you say that, you know, we learn more from people by watching how they what they do than what they say. Yeah. And this is and this is true. And I'll give you I'll give you a good example. So, you know, we're, you know, we are sitting around the dinner table, the elections. Okay, this is back in 2016, right? Election cycle. So, Michael and I make a decision as parents. We have two young kids, two young boys. What were they then? Like 6 and 10, 6 and 9 or something like that. In 2016, that was. I don't know how old not, they were. How old were I can't. You know, I can't. Ah, math. You know, uh, you know I'm not like, good with ages. There were like 15, uh, no, 14, 14 and 11. They were alive, okay, and they were young. So, so the I know young, they were. They weren't old. They weren't. They were so sort the of white. One, and they had balls. So, how about that? so we're sitting there around the table, and we're and and they're like, "So who are you going to vote for?" And Dad and I are like, "You know, we're not we're not going to tell you that. Why?" Who, who, who are you interested in? If you could vote, who would you vote for? And, uh, you know, business. and the older yeah, one and the older one business. rattles off some name of somebody I didn't even know was in the race. And the younger one's like Donald Trump. And so Michael and I was just sitting there like, do tell. That's an interesting choice. Keep um, telling on yourself. Can you, uh, can you, can you tell us a little bit about why you're leading in that direction? Yes. Why? And in why his, should, should sweet, I? In his sweet, not yet like lowered voice, he goes, yes, because homelessness, which was his thing, is awful. And Donald Trump has a lot of money and he's a developer and he could use all that money to build housing for the poor. And that was his and and, and that was his reason. That was his reason. So like he's like you sit there and like, what are you going to do? Like you're going to beat up on an 11 year old who wants to have, you know, make sure everyone has a home. So, you know, but for us, it was it was like, OK, well, let's break that down a little bit. Um, you know, do you think that just because someone is rich and is involved in a business that they're necessarily you can depend on them to use that money and that power to do Good. the right thing, you know, which you consider is housing everybody? Well, of course they would, you know, and, you know, he's, you know, so it's like. What? what no, doing? keep going. Keep going. No, you're, you're talking. No, just just, you know, t- just talking with people about. 
and helping them to explore and solve their and, and answer their own questions to solve their own problems, I think is is a powerful thing. And like Michael and I never told him who we voted for. Uh, and now, you know, today I could say at, you know, 17, um, Daniel would not vote for Donald Trump if he were running for office. Um, you know, he has matured and he you know, did his own research and we, you know, but I don't really know what the fuck I was talking about or where I was going with. That. I have no idea I'm where you were. I'm lost. Yeah, too. I'm so. completely lost. Yeah. I think we're, I, I, think I made we're, a great point, but you just I know I cut, I cut yeah. you off. And that's, I totally that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, OK, my turning my was, mic off. You know yeah. what? How about this? Yes. This is this is I'll end with this. Fuck the suits. Support your local teachers. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Go to your local li- libraries. Yeah, go to your local yeah. library, kids. There's a ton of things there that you may unfortunately not read in school, but it is there to be observed, read, opinionated on. Form your own opinions. Check it out. Yeah. Mike, you ready for top five? Uh, I guess. You guess? <laughs> How about this? I'll do the, 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 the top ahead. five. No, I want to hear the, the music. The I want to hear yeah, Shane. You got to do, do it. That's true. Music. It's time for top five. Yeah. Top five! Of it. Here we go. Top five. What do you got? Here they are. Five comic books. <laughs> Fucking read them if you want. <laughs> there, the world is just a total shit show. Swirling mess. So yeah, it's a massive crap and fuck everything. So no, here, here we go. I've actually got top five. If you know people don't cut Captain me off. Captain Britain. Yes, it's actually Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain. Captain Britain, Betsy Braddock, uh, her brother, Brian, um, Brian Braddock, was the original Captain Britain. We loved him. He mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, teamed up with Spider-Man a whole bunch. And uh, this is Psylocke taking on the mantle of Captain Britain. So um, it's really cool. She's also got a couple people with her uh, from the X universe that you may know, like uh, Rachel Summers. Mm. So uh, pick that up. That's actually really good. Uh, I'm going to go with this one, which is fucking awesome. I love the artwork in here. Number one. Uh, Number two. um, This is Changelings uh, by Fred Van Hook. Van Hook. (laughs) Listen to me. Vander. I'm giving everybody a little bit extra in their names now. Uh, Fred Van Hook uh, or Kevin Van Hook. Christian Van Cordes. Christian Van Der Cordes. Michael Van Zapsik. Um, ah. Story by Kevin Van Hook, uh, Ryan, uh, Ray, Ryan, Lexamana. Let's not and uh, say we did. R- wow. Oh, it's written. God, it's written and drawn by people. This is actually no. These these people we saw them uh, at the um, Diamond Retailer Summit. These it's a fantastic new. Uh, it's uh, Vizio Eight. Entertainment, mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of movie scripts that they turned into in uh, comics. comic books. Yep, that's smart. Yes, just like our friends over at Blue Juice Comics did. So, and the artwork mm-hmm. is stunning, folks. See, what's dope about that to me is that that's actually like giving life to. There's so many yeah. scripts that don't get made, and that's this awesome. is and this is about kaiju. I love kaiju. They're great. I mean. Who doesn't love a good monster? Who doesn't love kaijus? Very nice. Okay. Changelings. Snow White. Zombie apocalypse. What? It's Snow White. 
in the zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, that's all I need and to know, and I'm sold. Not only that, but uh, a couple of other people in here, like I don't know, little girl who is wandering around in a red hood. She might make an appearance. What? That's pretty damn cool. There's a whole shit ton of who put who published that. This is this a is Scout, Scout comics. comics. This is Scout Comics. Scout Comics. Oh, Give I'm, me a I'm, call. I'm kind of like digging the. Um, I'm kind of digging the artwork. The brutality. Too. Yeah. No, 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 no. Awesome. I'm digging the artwork. I think the artwork is fantastic. What about the story? That was the. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Snow White. Yeah. yeah, it's Snow White. Snow White Zombie Apocalypse. Snow White and <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. Snow there. White and the Seven hey, Corpses. Hondo Park yeah. is the cover artist, and Hayondo Park is and also the illustrator. May yeah. I just say, yes. there's one line that I love in here. Okay. Yeah. Tell us the line you love. Uh, I'm going to grab it in a second. And um, where are you coming? It's right towards the end. Well, you're just kissing a dead chick. And then. <laughs> I, I like that. It's deep. Yeah. I know. I like that line. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. The immoral X-Men. Ooh. Immoral or Im- immortal? No, the immoral The immoral X-Men. X-Men. Not the immortal X-Men. Oh, immoral. Is it immortal X-Men? Um, yeah. This is. 10 years in the future and we get to see um, the mutant mutant kind taking over the world as they were supposed to back in the day. Um, and this has Sinister's fingerprints all over it. And so Sins we get sinister. to see some get to see some shit going this on. is a this is the white queen. This is Emma Frost. That's Emma Frost yes. She looks like she's sporting. Um, why am I blanking? I can watch him transforming in front of my eyes. Kitty Pride's boyfriend is. Colossus. Colossus, yes. It looks like uh, well, she, Colossus well, she also uh, armor has a there, right? Well, she secondary mutation where she turns into diamond. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is also her, and it's actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So, all right. And nice. uh, okay. my number five is Nightwing Ooh. 101. So this is uh, after. it's got Nightwing in it's it. It's after the taming of Bloodhaven, and um, the Titans are going to be moving into Bloodhaven and taking over, um, turning their turning a uh, former penitentiary into their headquarters. And it's pretty cool. And I'm not going to give much away. How was the writing in that? It's very good. It's a Nightwing comic. It's Tom Taylor, so it's awesome. Okay. Uh, And I wanted to give props out there. Uh, Superman Space Age number three came in. And I love me some Mike Allred. Didn't Mike Allred do something with Secret Stash Press? He did a bunch. He did the... um, didn't the, he do a, he he do did a, a fantastic did a uh, cover for Quick Stops? Yep. Mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. Uh, not for us. He did it for uh, thing, f- Things from Another World um, exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. So I love me some Mike Allred art. And uh, this is also written by Mark Russell. Uh, this is, uh, I would have loved to have seen this as just a one shot. But I mean, take a look at this, folks. It's the end of the world as we know it. And, and I, I feel, feel fine. fine. Yeah, I do. I feel pretty fine because of this. Um, this would have been, uh, it was a three issue miniseries. My only problem is that it, they could have condensed it into one, probably double sized this. So, uh, but Hey, you know, if my only complaint is they made too much story, that's a pretty damn that's good, pretty good book. So, mm. All right. W- before this show uh, and during this a little bit, we were talking about adaptions and stuff like that, but this leads to a, a much more lighthearted topic that I, uh, that I, at least I hope. What if you had the control to yes. adapt a book or or something that you love into mm-hmm. a movie, a TV show, limited series, or even a comic book if you wanted to? What would be the property you choose? I was like, hey, Mike, give me three. But if you got one, that's fine. I already know mine. You've had more time. I just I just got this 
I got this sprung on me two minutes before we went live. I I, I don't have any. I want to hear you guys talking and maybe right. something will come to well, me. Well, you said three, so I came up with three. Mm-hmm. I, I do have three, but I it, it's all good. I just I, I was like, okay. I want to talk about adaptions because I one of the one of the ones that I would do most definitely is and we were talking about this last week, Scud the Disposable Assassin. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I would do that as a ten episode miniseries be because really cool. I don't want just one Scud movie. I want ten of them so I, I could get that in a limited series gotcha. run. I would get Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub to come in and write it as they should, but I'm directing the motherfucker. Okay. I don't care. That's good. I like that. I would love to see an adaption of Scud the Disposable okay. Assassin. It is one That's of my one. favorite books. That's two. Uh, two? I mean, I tried to make this a reality. I will still, to this day, fucking Ghostbusters, man. I, wa- I, I want to do a fucking Ghostbusters movie so bad, but will that to be continued eventually? You know, um, I, I would love to see like Ghostbusters you remember when he's like the franchise rights alone, alone could yeah. make us millions yeah. beyond we'll our wildest us, dreams we'll what are those millions <laughs> um but would have been really cool if, if like an earnest group of kids or the earnest group of young people out of uh, i don't know peoria or something or can you imagine them going to like a, a fucking franchise fair and there you see you get to pick like which one do you want like you too can become a ghostbuster today it's a fucking school job fair yeah that's what I'm saying, yeah. Or, or like one of those franchise fairs that they had, like they did in The Simpsons, where it's not bread, it's not bread. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, those are two. And then <laughs> they the- call them whitey whackers. Um, that would just be <laughs> fucking awesome if they, like, they bought into the franchise. Oh and it's like the 1989 franchise, like right when they're like, let's throw as much shit against the wall. And, you know, we're doing parties, we're doing fucking kids' parties. Why not franchise? And somebody bites. And it's like three inept people. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy enough. And then number three. Yeah, of course it is. I would I would absolutely helm a new Muppet show and I would kill it. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I, I think like I think just that format alone, you could bring that back and just it's perfect, man. You know, it's, it's fucking perfect. I love those characters. I love that world. And I think that you could have some real fun in the world of the Muppets. That is if Disney gets off their keister and does anything with them. You I should, you should fuck team, the suits. Anyway. Yeah. You should team up with Brian Lynch. Oh, that we, awesome. we got to get him on the show and talk about oh, yeah. Yeah. That talk is about his true. work. Yeah, For those who don't know, Brian Lynch is a, a Viewerskew alumni. He mm-hmm. helped in the background of a couple of flicks. But his big break was when he wrote a Muppet spec script mm-hmm. and the Henson company who owned the Muppets at the time bought it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen at all. <laughs> like you don't write something that's based on an existing IP and then expect it to get bought. And then he broke that rule and that uh-huh. launched his career. And then he wrote a, a tiny little indie flick called minions. Yes. And hop and hop uh, and a couple other things too. And wrote a kick-ass kids book. I don't know if you ever picked it up toy Academy. Yes. Oh, I love that book. And he wrote a bunch of stuff for IDW, like Spike. He was a huge. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Brian he Spike. Well, he wrote uh, the comic adaption of Spike. Yeah. Really interesting. Uh, Spike, uh, Spike Asylum, I think it was called. And he also did the Angel um, ongoing after um, Angel. You know the TV show. Yeah. yeah. 
finished after season five, I believe. You, you mean that he five. did the? He's doing the. He did the he comics. Did the comics. He did the uh, comics. Yeah, the comic. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, but he, and actually, he did the Lauren one shot too. Yeah, okay. he started in the world of comics and then branched into movies. I think he's mm-hmm. making a return to comics soon. Too. That's so, awesome. That's great to know. Oh, you know, we got. He would him. make a great signing here yeah. if we could get him. Can I? Can I just? Can I interrupt our our three? Can I just interject here? Because you know I'm going to sure. forget if I don't say. Sure. It. We actually have a couple of folks that are going to be in the store um, to do some signings over the next couple of months. One in March and one in April. Mm. Can I? Can I? Go can ahead. I say their names? Go for it. We've got Mark Bernardin who's going to be with us. Yeah. Um, Mark's going to be here on the 18th of March. We are absolutely blown away, excited by that. Mm. Oh um, he's gonna be yeah. In town, yeah, doing some things with Kevin um, Smith and Son. I think Michael would, would Smith you say, and Son, Smith yes. and Son, because we're Smith making everybody's name uh, bigger. Um, and uh, and uh, so he's going to come by just for a couple hours because he's super busy. But he will be here, and, and we that's going to be, be one of those uh, FREE events. Or yeah, is it FREE. Yep, you, yep. Entry will be free. You know, come in, pick up a book or two, um, and chat with the man. He's amazing. Um, Mark, not only I've never actually ha- had the opportunity to meet him in person. I'm really excited about that. Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hyped about, about that. that. Because uh, he's a writer on one of my new favorite shows, which uh, I implore anybody to check out, called Legends of Vox Machina on on mm. a, on uh, Amazon. Okay, it is a show that's based on uh, a D and D campaign run by a group called Critical Role, and Mark is one of the writers on it. And one of his the episode he wrote, or one of the few, is fantastic. Oh, I'm a, so that's cool. If you guys haven't seen it, please. Okay. Watch Legends mm-hmm. of Vox Machina. It is a good time. Totally. Um, and then in April, we have Mike McCone, the artist Mike McCone, will Mike be here. McCone, yep. On April artists. the 15th. So put your taxes in early. Don't wait till the last minute. We don't want to hear that as an excuse. Yeah. Got to get your ass in here to see um, <laughs> and to meet I, and greet and get a sketch if from you're that like, guy. I have to get my taxes done. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> All right. How about that? How about. Fuck the suits and fuck you. You think there you, go. you think that Mike McCone would, uh, if they paid him enough, he'd do like a piece of art that they could just submit in, in lieu of their tax uh, yeah, obligation? Right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's, it's like you just like a exchange, you, here's the collateral. Or a picture of you with like your pockets turned out like. <laughs> wah, wah. That'd be so cool. You know, Chris is going to draw that, right? I yeah. would love to see that. Um, so you anyway, got the pose anyway, Chris. Anyway, good. yeah. So just we we we're just finalizing some of the details, but all the information for both of those events should be up on our website pretty soon. Right. So my my three, yeah, I do have three. One is um, I would love to do the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Yo, as yeah, awesome. Uh, as a 10, 10 episode thing on um, HBO Max. Ooh, why HBO want- Max? Uh, because I want to say the word fuck a lot. Yes. Okay. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, and I want to show like lots of gore and I want to show him just, he should be a mix of like Doc Savage and yeah, just Doc Savage, Doc Savage and, and a whole bunch of other people. I and his that. team is, would be great. That's a franchise, right? For the pickings. Oh shit. Yeah. And you just have like different people like, um, is there, I, I like this hypothetical show. Oh man, that'd be dope. Yes. Um, number two is I, I'm going back and this, I would put on maybe shutter. Ooh. I think this should be on shutter. Okay. Um, the night stalker, the night stalker. Mm. That was, um, it was Kolshak. He's 
used to be Kolshak, the Night Stalker. And we went through Richard Matheson's stuff last week. Yes. Yeah. Kolshak, the Night Ooh. Stalker. If you never saw it, it was Darren McGavin. And fuck, you should go back and just watch the goddamn thing. Okay. It is so dope. It was, he was an investigative reporter. He wore a white suit with a white hat. He was like really um, ahead of his time. Um, well, that's but, not the right Night Stalker. No, but, no not, <laughs> not the Richard Ramirez Night Stalker. It's Shack the Night Stalker. And I do that as like serious, like here's this guy who's, I'd make. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd make him an alcoholic and he just, he doesn't want to run into the supernatural. He just does. He's like, I, this, this shit pisses me off. And, you know, it's part of his lineage. I mean, mm -hmm. that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. That's right. two. Is that two? That's, That's two. Yeah. And my third one is, and I would do this on, <clears throat> I'd want Amazon to take this and do it as an animated series because it's huge, too big for like practical you, you pitch it to amazon they'll say try me what you got i got planetary by warren ellis planetary is um it's adjacent to the world oh. of the authority and i would love to see them like pick it up and run with it it's uh it's about this guy it's planetary is wait a minute who does which network does the boys that's Amazon. That's Amazon. Because I was going to say, that sounds like a good fit for yeah. whoever did that. So, yes. Well, Planetary Amazon. is, is um, they take every aspect of pop culture and, like, turn it on into your, like, kaiju, uh, the old pulp guys. And I would do that. I'd turn a uh, little buckaroo bonsai pulp action going there, <laughs> like Doc Ooh. Savage and the Green Hornet. And you got all these guys who are part of his posse. Oh, so right. it's not just like, like this Buckaroo one Banzai. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. He's got all these guys, and he, like, goes from city to city. And, you know, because the uh, – what, what do they call the uh, Buckaroo Banzai and his um, the Raiders? Were they the yes. Raiders? Yes. Wait, hold on. I'll look it up. Um, Buckaroo Banzai and whoever his, his band and posse was. And uh, Who's got it in the comments? <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai. Who was it? Crossy eighth dimension, but uh, they were the. I thought of one. The Hong, the Hong Kong, Kong Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Yeah. All right. So that's the name of my ska band. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's the name of his guy ska band as well. Um, but the Hong Kong Cavaliers, they're a loose affiliation of guys who, you know, like Batman. Like Batman. Uh, okay. And he goes around and all these guys are. He's the, the main dude. But they're like his lieutenants in different cities. and They keep the peace. And this is planetary. Is this something we carry? Yeah. Planetary is something we carry, mm -hmm. yes. Ooh. But I'm talking Buckaroo Bonds. Yes, Ooh. I know. But that still sounds incredible. Yeah. See, here's the problem. It's not even a problem with your adaptions. I now want them. And I know I'm probably not going to get them. No, I'm but not now, necessarily. But now, but now they're in the universe. See, I'm telling you, and I told you, I'm, I am a fantastic architect. Yes, you are. Ideas, yes, yeah. you are. So help me then, because I, I thought of one. All right. I want to see Repairman Jack. Yes. On the big screen. Oh, my God. F. Paul Wilson. Are, F. Paul, F. Paul Wilson. Doc. I'm Dr. Gonna, F. Paul Wilson. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. F. Paul Wilson, better in every way than Stephen King. Better than every way than Stephen King. And if you haven't read Repairman Jack, you've got to read Repairman Jack. And the case, the case makes itself. 
once you read the Repairman Jack series. Um, so, so help me to, I can't really articulate it because I really haven't thought that much about it. But Repairman Jack would need to be, it's like Reacher, like Reacher um, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. do an Amazon uh, thing of uh, Repairman Jack, and uh, but he would have to go up against, we'd, we'd have to show like his- This sounds portrait. amazing. I'm telling you, right? Mm-hmm. So- you have to go up against what? You'd have to. Well, he goes up against like this mythical monster in his first outing, but you have to build up to that. So I would say let's do that. Um, so you have to kind of you have to kind of like it has to be a ten almost, issue, yeah, almost ten go backwards issue. to ten go episodes. forwards. Right. I get you. I, I would you. go I ten you. episodes on that, and I do. Um, now, do you, do you want do you want to read a little bit to the to yeah, the, to the I, studio audience? I absolutely yes, will. But uh, you know what? I'll read the, the the plot first before my question. The series revolves around the adventures of a Manhattan-based urban mercenary who calls himself Repairman Jack. Jack is a man with no last name or legal status who makes his living fixing situations for people who cannot find help themselves. His work has not only led him into violent encounters with the criminal underworld, but also into the midst of a behind-the-scenes cosmic battle for Earth between two supernatural forces, one known as the Ally, which is benign towards humanity, and one as the Otherness, which is hostile towards it and generally considered evil. What? And benign, it just, it just means like... They're just kind of... You're all right. You're, I don't you're really cool. give a shit. I, I don't mean you no specific harm. <laughs> so. Shout out to my friend Sam who just and joined in. I was thinking, what do you guys think? Could we do like a Gilligan's Island movie, but take all those characters and just blow them up? Like Ginger is Kim Kardashian. No, um, no. Like no, a Kim Kardashian like no, no. character. What if no? she's a porn star? Oh, make like them like kardashian well, characters just, i thought I'm you meant thinking, like casting no 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 i'm just saying like in like in in you know because because like you know because ginger's like the you know the hollywood starlet and she's kind of like but like what if you just took it to the like what if like what if ginger was sort of like 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 kevin's um felicia well we already felicia got dance, right? mo- well, we already got an adaption of gilligan's island Did it's, we? yeah See, it's I called lost yeah really yeah. is that it yeah. is, yeah. is Actually, that what that it's was based on Ah, oh, fuck! You're right. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, okay. Actually, land, land of love. Here, here's actually something kind of funny. There's a show on NBC right now called La Brea that is basically Land Land of the Lost without it being Land of the Lost, and I love it so much. If you really? haven't, if you're not watching La Brea on NBC, it's a great little. It's a great watch. It's it's breezy. It's action oriented, but like it my is. Man Kyle Andrews. My man Kyle Andrews. What do you see? Said. Thank you again for, oh yeah, thank you again for such an amazing, uh, cool signed Loot Crate box of goodies. No problem, man. Oh, do we want to do, like, do we want to do another? Yeah, next Do we week. have time? Oh, we have to do it next week? Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're like at, way we're, over. We're, well, we wait. should do that for the 37th episode. Yeah. Yes, we should. I think, uh, ooh, this is kind of cool. Gilligan's Island, the Westworld version. <laughs> Now that'd be cool. That's a that's a creepy idea. I know. I like, I like it. that. I, like I kind of I do like that. I do. There was a fan theory that Bronn from Game of Thrones was um, he was one of the dudes who was going from um, it was, they had Westworld but with dragons on the show. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So Bronn was like one of the the guys who goes and pays that money. I have. Two honorable mentions. One that was in a com in the comments, mm. but I agree with it so much. <laughs> and then another, just a personal choice. 
live action gargoyles. Have you ever Ooh. seen that show on Disney from back in the day? Did you ever watch the movie that it's based on? No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the older movie. I've seen the. I grew up with the Disney show, yeah, but that but, was still wickedly dark for yeah, Disney in the nineties. It, it was great. But go watch before you watch anything. Watch watch Gargoyle. that gargoyles. Bernie, Bernie Casey as as Goliath. Okay, I can go. And Cornell Wilde was in there. It was a made-for-TV movie, man. We had everything in the fucking seventies. Awesome, bastards. man. We were great. <laughs> Jennifer Salt was in it. And you're like, wow, she's pretty hot. You guys had all the cool shit. You guys there had. There you go. Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey was fucking. He was the man. And then last one, only because I bought up Sid and Marty Croft. I think I know a way I could make an HR Puff and Stuff <gasps> movie work. Oh, my. Yes. I th- right. I would love the challenge of making that, yes. an HR Puff and Stuff movie now. Yes. And, and, you know, I think. Do it before Charles takes a dump. Seriously. Wait a Fuck second. you, Charles. Don't touch it. No. <laughs> Wait a second. I got to check uh, the calendar here. When is March 1st? March uh, 1st is next Wednesday. No. No. Yes. Next Wednesday. Isn't mm. that when The Mandalorian? Oh, wait. Yeah. I think premieres you- again? Mando comes back. Oh. On the first. March 1st, right? Yeah, March so. 1st. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what are we doing? Are we, are we podcasting or are we watching The Mandalorian? When does The Mandalorian I'd live on? watch a first episode of The, play, of the Mandalorian or at least do like a yes, post show. Yeah, can we, we do, do can that. Can we do next one next uh, week is 36.5? Do- <laughs> <laughs> a 36.5? Yeah. yeah, why not? I'm cool with that. Yeah, fine. We got some cool announcements we're going to make for the 37th anyway. Yeah. So yes, we'll we just do. keep it fun. All right. And uh, guys... I think that concludes another episode of Live from the Secret Stash. Thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed this one. I liked uh, the discussion points of today. And Mike, I really do want to see all these adaptions. Same for you, Jules. So here's what we're going to do. When I I get to the point, I'm just going to help make them happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to be like, this needs to be a thing. HBO Max, call us. James Gunn, we know you watch. Come on. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, seriously. And why aren't you out there making planet? I I get having the authority on there because it's pretty wicked cool. But planetary, bitching man, that's really and if you've never read, really fucking cool. Planetary, planetary. If you if you never read it, folks, read planetary. And you can't find it, give me a call. We have the omnibus here. All right, all right. That's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life in the Secret Stash. Take care. Have a great evening. Good night. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com.